on the White House, an insurrection to beat all insurrections. Nevada going after the pedos and cow farts. I know. <laughs> Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. <sighs> Happy Monday, daylight savings crap. <laughs> Why? Why do we have to do this? It's not the 70s. We have an oil crisis, but not like the 70s oil crisis. If, uh, if you were there for that, you will remember. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Oh, I remember the long lines. and I was very much alive. I was in my teens in the 70s. Yes, I'm that old. But uh, yeah, anyway. <laughs> Daylight savings time. You know, and every year... For the last two or three years, they have introduced legislation to cancel daylight savings time. So we just stay on the normal time. Nothing changes yet. Every year, nobody moves on the bill. There's no need for it anymore. But people are creatures of habit. Like me, I explained to you that right now, where I am, it's 11 o'clock at night, an hour later, but I wanted to keep the show at 10, so it's 10 o'clock where you are. In fact, I have a new clock in the studio that has New York time, Eastern Standard Time on it, so I can keep an eye on what time it is, 10 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man, I'm telling you, wow. Okay, so we got a big show tonight. We got lots going on. We're going to talk about it. And uh, among other things, we're going to talk about one of our great sponsors. That would be, of course, Blackout Coffee. Be awake, not woke, with Blackout Coffee. Folks, get rid of that brown water crap that you've been drinking and find yourself a real cup of coffee uber strong coffee but never bitter always full flavored and it was founded this company blackout coffee founded on the principles of conservative values they believe in the importance of family hard work personal responsibility respect traditional american values which is fantastic but if you don't have a good product it doesn't mean a damn thing these guys oh, the best fresh roasted coffee you will find using their small batch roasting process. Tell you about that in a minute. They work with local co-ops and American farmers to grow the beans, select only the best. And then when you order, this is their small batch process. When you place your order, that's when they roast your beans, usually within 24 to 48 hours. And then they ship it out to you. Another few days in Germany. <laughs> Isn't that an ISIS flag? Germany, folks. Germany. Thousands chanting in German, We want an Islamic caliphate. Wake up, Europe. You're next. Unbelievable. Do we have the uh, 
No, 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 not that one. Not that one. Uh, I thought I had... I thought I had the time lapse. I guess I don't. It might be in our show notes. Let me just check and see, because I did put a couple of links in the show notes in today. Ah, yeah, there it is. Okay, it is in our show notes, so you can share this out yourself. Um, these images, this video, is from Washington, D.C. Time lapse of 300,000 people who went and marched on the White House. Take a look. This is a sped up time-lapse image. Unbelievable. Look at these Kool-Aid drinking morons supporting a cause. They honestly, 95% of them likely, know absolutely nothing about. Or they've been spoon-fed misinformation and gaslit into believing what they're doing is just and it ain't. Frightening. You know, one of the funniest ones of all is this group called Queers for Palestine. Well, Queers for Palestine, let me remind you that you would last all of about five minutes, if that, if you went and celebrated your queerness in Palestine. Of all the misguided morons, that group I'm singling out as the most misguided. Unbelievable. There's another link in our show notes to a video which is brilliant. I'll play the sound for this. It's called Undercover Jew. Let me uh, hang on here. All right, here we go. Let me pump the sound up on this one. This is not the one. This is the same one that I had before. All right. Uh, okay. We'll pop that around. Again, organized folks. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is the wrong one in there. Okay. We talked about liberals and being ignorant, being spoon-fed, being gaslit. Man, have we got one for you. You got... Listen, listen closely to the answers to these questions, and it will explain exactly how Kool-Aid drinking gaslit morons really have no idea what they're talking about. They're just following the crowd. Donald Trump has accused me. They asked a bunch uh, of liberals, whatever. why do you hate Trump? With the way things are, um, 
I think Trump is um, gaining a lot of ground because he's um, just like the things he says about women and like the race. Like what? Um, <laughs> yeah. My question is just what? What are you protesting today? Trump. Why are you here? I'm here to ask people why they're protesting Trump. What's the biggest thing that Trump has said? What is the biggest action he's taken that's really pushed you to want to come protest? Uh, the count the list is endless. I, I don't think I can come up with a single one. Can you give me one specific thing that he's done? What's the biggest thing to you? No. His entire person, the persona that he is, everything about him, just me. Yes, everything about him. He just lies. Everything he does is... What's one of the biggest lies that really angered you? No answer. Wow. Telling you. It never stops. It's been stopped in Nevada, though. One subject we always cover on this show if we see headlines or news stories about it, and that is the abuse of our children, which we do not put up with, we will not put up with, we will never put up with it, and we will continue to talk about it, publicize it, let you know news stories that cover it, because you need to know how bad the situation is. This headline from MSN, believe it or not. I don't use MSN very often, but there's your liberal brand for you. 14 arrested in northern Nevada. Nevada's a hotbed, man. In connection with child sexual exploitation crimes in a multi-agency sting operation. And there they are. Now... To be fair, of course, everybody is innocent until proven guilty. That being said, 14 suspects arrested in connection with a child sexual exploitation operation in northern Nevada, November 1st and 2nd, just a couple days ago, Regional Human Exploitation and Trafficking, H-E-A-T, HEAT, I love that, that unit conducted a multi-agency, two-day operation at a lodging establishment to combat sex purchasers and other crimes related to child sexual exploitation. Authorities say the goal of this operation was to target sex purchasers, those people attempting to engage in sexual activity with children. Detectives were solicited by suspects on various online platforms, and through their conversations, the suspects arranged to engage in sexual activities with the undercover detective who were portraying a juvenile. They contacted and arrested 14 suspects who arrived at the meet location. 
13 arrested for charges related to attempting to engage in sexual activity with those they believed to be a juvenile. Good on you, Heat. Good on you, Nevada. Keep it coming. Link to that story and the full story is in our show notes if you want to read it. Don't just read it. Share it out. Let people know what's happening. Let people know we're not putting up with this crap. Leave our kids alone. That goes for you groomers out there too. There is an account over on Twitter called Gays Against Groomers. And uh, they very much are obviously against the grooming of our children, child sexual exploitation. And they call it out. They call it out regular. Look, whether you support the whole gay movement or not, doesn't matter. What you do in your bedroom, I couldn't give two rats asses about. You do you. Long as you're an adult, knock yourself out. Absolutely. I'm fully behind whatever your decisions are. You touch our kids, and we're coming after you. No questions asked. You touch our kids, and we're coming for you. And we will find you. <laughs> Sounds like Liam Neeson, huh? I will find you. <laughs> All right. We should lighten it up a little bit, don't you think? Well, it's not really lightening it up, because this will piss you off. These people will not stop with this climate change scam crap. John Kerry, moron, flying around in his jet, lecturing you on why you should eat bugs and not drive your car. We may now have to keep an eye on our beef. Why? Because they've decided to add stuff, not natural stuff, to cows' diets. Why? To stop them from farting. Yeah. Farting cows to get food additives to stop them breaking wind in the fight against climate change. Gaseous cattle in the most, I mean, of all the stupid, ridiculous arguments that these climate change scam morons make, cow farting has to be one of the dumbest. Well, now, since they're being blamed for fueling emissions by belching and farting, the solution could be at hand. The government desperately trying to hit net zero, which is insane, and any rational scientist will tell you it is not only impossible, it is not a good idea. They could be given methane suppressants to stop them breaking wind and fueling global warming. Dairy cattle are set to be given compound feeds 
containing additives to cut digestive gas. Those additives, sure as hell, will leach on into the milk you drink, and you'll get them, whatever they might be. Leach on into the meat on the cow, and you will consume it. You happy about that? It's from the UK. Ministers there intending to force farmers. You don't have a choice. They're going to force farmers to give their livestock this bullshit feed because of the amount of methane that cows release into the air. In the UK, cows are blamed for 5% of global carbon emissions created by human activity. Slashing harmful gases released into the atmosphere is where the government is focusing on in order to meet their 2050 zero emissions policies. Anticipate, uh, officials anticipate entry of high efficacy methane suppressing products to the UK market by 2026. Unbelievable. Includes the ambition to mandate, mandate the introduction of products with proven safety and efficiency. Really? You mean like your death-laden vaccines? Like that? Compound feed for cattle as soon as practically possible in England. Like I said, this show's all about the good old U.S. of A., but what's going to happen over there? Trust me. Give it a few months. It'll be happening right here. It never fails. It never, ever fails. Democrats are saying the quiet part out loud. Ooh, I don't know if you saw this. It's from Red State. Do you read Red State, by the way? It's a great website for we conservatives. Redstate.com. The link to this article is in our show notes. Democrats are saying the quiet part out loud about rotting bag of oatmeal Joe Biden and 2024. He's going down big time. You know they want that freak Newsom in there. As Red State reported, Biden's prospects in 2024 just really ain't looking that great. Bidenomics crashed and burned. President's supposed foreign policy is nothing but chaos. Almost he is as unpopular right now as Jimmy Carter was during his ill-fated re-election run. And that is leading to some rather blunt assessments by the Democrats. (laughs) David Axelrod, he served as Barack Obama's chief strategist, took to social media Sunday, yesterday, said the quiet part out loud, with a wink and a nudge, of course. The POTUS is justly proud of his accomplishments. Trump is a dangerous, unhinged demagogue whose brazen disdain for the rules, norms, laws, 
and institutions or democracy should be disqualifying. Only Joe Biden can make that decision. If he continues to run, he will be the Democratic Party nominee. What he needs to decide, listen to this, is whether that is wise and whether it's in his best interest or the country's. Ooh -hoo. Oh my. I think we can all figure out what that translates to. Assuming it's not already straightforward enough, eh, he is not hiding the ball. Scared to death Biden is going to keep chugging and end up losing to Donald Trump, which, of course, he will. They're going to try and cheat this time again, just like they did in 2020. You know that's going to happen. we got to keep an eye on them. we got to call it out when we see it. And trust me, they learned lessons from their cheating in 2020, so they will be more clever this time. They're stupid people, but they're smart, stupid people. It's scary. You saw some of the numbers on the, uh, by the way, the Democrats have always relied on the black voting bloc. Well, they are turning around to a huge number from recent polls showing that black voters are as fed up as we are. The traditional Democrat black voters. All right. One more before we get on with our book. This is brilliant. You know, when I was a kid growing up, there were a few things that happened around the holiday times. One is uh, Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. CBS would always run it. The Wizard of Oz would always play on CBS sometime in the fall, usually. And uh, Charlie Brown Christmas and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the live animation, live action motion animation piece, which was brilliant. Great, great show if you've never seen it. You should, you should search it out. I don't know if they're still doing that or not. But there is a scene where Santa and the reindeer are running down to take off and they launch up into the sky. I'm going to play you a piece of footage of a reindeer. And the person who, I don't know who posted this, but the person who posted it said, why do I expect this reindeer to suddenly take off and fly? You'll see what I mean. Take a look at this. Look at this. Can you just see him lifting up into the sky? The way his feet are going? Now, obviously, he's not going to do that, reindeer. Uh, kids, turn away from the screen for a minute. Reindeer can't fly. Okay. But if you watch this video, it's like you expect at any minute this guy is just going to mount like an obstacle to the sky. Look at that. How gorgeous, huh? Wow, that's amazing. All right, I saw that. When I saw it, I thought, yeah, exactly. It looks like he's just about to take off. <laughs> Dang. All right. Hey, Ground Zero Hal 9000. I can't quite tell. What is that emoji? I, I can't. A clown, maybe? 
I don't know. It's too small and I'm too old. Anyway, all right, good to have you along for the ride, Hal. Uh, by the way, don't forget, please, if you don't have a Rumble account, please sign up. It's free, absolutely free. Just give me your email, sign up for an account. You don't have to post videos. You can if you like. You can start a live stream show just like this one. Uh, but... Uh, one of the things that uh, it will let you do, it'll, it'll let you make comments. It'll let you, uh, by the way, that's Miko in the background. Uh, it'll let you talk in the live chat. You can like and follow the show all with your one little free Rumble account. And please, if you have one and you're here, hit that follow button over there. Also, I, I'll admit I've been a little lax on posting the subscriber videos on my Locals channel, but we will be doing more. We'll give you a little tour of the studio around here and uh, show you some behind the scenes stuff. So check out our Locals channel, sign up over there. If you want to be a subscriber, it's not much more than just buying me a cup of coffee once a month. Check out our Locals channel. You'll see exclusive subscriber only behind the scenes video from me. And uh, yeah, that'll be fun. All right, you ready? Lord of the Flies. That's the book we've been reading. We read books on this show, not only to encourage you to pick up a book and read, but reading to your kids, which is really important. Get them to read, get a book in their hands. If you want, play this show. We've done so many great books, The Wizard of Oz, The uh, Alice in Wonderland, The Jungle Book. We read them all in the past, and right now we are doing Lord of the Flies. Uh, where is our little book covers? There we go. All right. Here we go. The chief was sitting there naked to the waist. His face blocked out in red and white. The tribe lay in a semicircle before him. The newly beaten and untied Wilfred was sniffing noisily in the background. Rogers squatted with the rest. Tomorrow, went on the chief, we shall hunt again. He pointed at this savage and that with his spear. Some of you will stay here to improve the cave and defend the gate. I shall take a few hunters with me and bring back meat. The defenders of the gate will see to it the others don't sneak in. A savage raised his hand, and the chief turned a bleak, painted face towards him. Why should they try to sneak in, chief? The chief was vague, but earnest. They will. They'll try to spoil things we do. So the watchers at the gate must be careful. And then, the chief paused. They saw a triangle of startling pink dart out pass along his lips, and vanish again. The chief paused. And then the beast might try to come in. You remember how he crawled. The semicircle shuddered and muttered in agreement. He came disguised. He may come again, even though we gave him the head of our kill to eat. So watch. Be careful. Stanley lifted his forearm off the rock and held up an interrogative finger. Well, but didn't we... didn't we... He squirmed and looked down. No. In the silence that followed, each savage flinched away from his individual memory. No. 
How could we kill it? Half relived, half daunted by the implication of further terrors, the savages murmured again. So leave the mountain alone, said the chief solemnly. Give it to the head if you go hunting. Stanley flicked his finger again. I expect the beast disguised itself. Perhaps, said the chief. A theological speculation presented itself. We'd better keep on the right side of him anyhow. You can't tell what he might do. The tribe considered this and then were shaken, as if by a flow of wind. The chief saw the effect of his words and stood abruptly. But tomorrow we hunt, and when we've got meat, we'll have a feast. Bill put up his hand. Chief? Yes. What'll we use for lighting the fire? The chief's blush was hidden by the white and red clay. Into his uncertain silence, the tribe spilled their murmur once again, and then the chief held up his hand. We shall take fire from the others. Listen, tomorrow we hunt and get meat. Tonight I'll go along with two hunters. Who come? Maurice and Roger put up their hands. Maurice, yes, chief. Where was their fire? Back at the old place, by the fire rock. The chief nodded. The rest of you can go to sleep as soon as the sun sets, but us three, Maurice, Roger, and me, we've got work to do. We'll leave just before sunset. Maurice put up his hand. But what happens if we meet? The chief waved his objection aside. We'll keep along by the sands. Then if he comes, we'll do our... Our dance again. Only the three of us? Again the murmur swelled and died away. Ralph handed, Piggy handed Ralph his glasses, waited to receive back his sight. The wood was damp. This was the third time they'd lit it. Ralph stood back, speaking to himself. I don't want another night without fire. He looked around guiltily at the three boys standing by. That This was the first time he admitted the double function of the fire. Certainly one was to send up a beckoning column of smoke, but the other was to be a hearth now, a comfort until they slept. Eric breathed on the wood till it glowed, sent out a little flame. A billow of white and yellow smoke reeked up. Piggy took back his glasses and looked at the smoke with pleasure. If only we could make a radio, or a plane, or a boat. Ralph dredged in his fading knowledge of the world. We might get taken prisoner by the Reds. Eric pushed back his hair. Uh, they'd be better than he would not name people, and Sam finished the sentence for him by nodding along the beach. Ralph remembered the ungainly figure on a parachute. He said something about a dead man. He flushed painfully at this admission that he'd been present at the dance. 
He made urging motions at the smoke with his body. Don't stop. Go on up. Smoke's getting thinner. We need more wood already, even when it's wet. My asthma. The response was mechanical. Sucks to be your asthmar. If I pull logs, I get my asthma bad. I wish I didn't, Ralph, but there it is. The three boys went into the forest, fetched armful of rotten wood. Once more the smoke rose, yellow and thick. Let's get something to eat. Together they went to the fruit trees, carrying their spears, saying little, cramming in haste. And when they came out of the forest again, the sun was setting, and only embers glowed in the fire, and there was no smoke. I can't carry any more wood, said Eric. I'm tired. Ralph cleared his throat. We keep the fire going up there. Up there it was small, but this has got to be a big one. Ralph carried a fragment to the fire and watched the smoke that drifted into the dusk. We've got to keep it going. Eric flung himself down. I'm too tired. And what's the good? Eric, cried Ralph in a shocked voice. Don't talk like that. Sam knelt by Eric. Well, what is the good? Ralph tried indignantly to remember, but there was something good about a fire, something overwhelmingly good. Ralph told you often enough, said Piggy moodily. How else are we going to be rescued? Of course, if we don't make smoke, he squatted before them in the crowding dusk. Don't you understand? What's the good of wishing for radios and boats? He held out his hand and twisted the fingers into a fist. There's only one thing we can do to get out of this mess. Anyone can play at hunting. Anyone can get us meat. He looked from face to face. And then, at the moment of greatest passion and conviction... That curtain flapped in his head, and he forgot what he was driving at. He knelt there, his fist clenched, gazing solemnly from one to the other. And then the curtain whisked back. Oh, yes, so we've got to make smoke. More smoke. But we can't keep it going. Look at that. The fire was dying on them. Two to mind the fire, said Ralph half to himself. That's twelve hours a day. We can't get any more wood, Ralph. Not in the dark, not at night. We can light it every morning, said Piggy. Nobody ain't going to see smoke in the dark. Sam nodded vigorously. It was different when the fire was up there. Ralph stood up feeling curiously defenseless with the darkness pressing in. Let the fire go then for tonight. He led the way to the first shelter, which still stood. Though battered, the bed leaves lay within dry and noisy to the touch. In the next shelter, a little one was talking in his sleep. The four biggins crept into the shelter and burrowed under the leaves. The twins lay together and Ralph and Piggy at the other end. 
For a while, there was a continual creak and rustle of leaves as they tried for comfort. Piggy? Yeah? You all right? I suppose so. At length, save for an occasional rustle, the shelter was silent. An oblong of blackness relived with brilliant spangles hung before them and there was the hollow sound of surf on the reef. Ralph settled himself for his nightly game of supposing. Supposing they could be transported home by jet. Then before morning they'd land at that big airfield in Wiltshire. They'd go by car. No, for things to be perfect, they'd go by train. All the way down to Devon, take their cottage again. And then at the foot of the garden, the wild ponies would come and look over the wall. Ralph turned restlessly in the leaves. Dartmoor was wild, and so were the ponies. But the attraction of wildness had gone. His mind skated to a consideration of a tamed town where savagery could not set foot. What could be safer than the bus center with its lamps and wheels? All at once, Ralph was dancing round a lamp standard. There was a bus crawling out of the bus station. A strange bus. Ralph! Ralph! What is it? Don't make a noise like that. Sorry. From the darkness of the further end of the shelter came a dreadful moaning, and they shattered the leaves in their fear. Sam and Eric locked in an embrace were fighting each other. Sam! Sam! Hey, Eric! Presently, all was quiet again. Piggy spoke softly to Ralph. We've got to get out of this. What do you mean? Get rescued. For the first time that day, and despite the crowding blackness, Ralph sniggered. I mean it, whispered Piggy. If we don't get home soon, we'll be barmy. Round the bend, bomb-happy, crackers. Ralph pushed the damp tendrils of his hair out of his eyes. You write a letter to your auntie. Piggy considered this solemnly. I don't know where she is now, and I haven't got an envelope and a stamp, and there isn't a mailbox or a postman. The success of his tiny joke overcame Ralph. His sniggers became uncontrollable. His body jumped and twitched. Piggy rebuked him with dignity. I haven't said anything all that funny. Ralph continued to snigger, though his chest hurt. His twitchings exhausted him till he lay breathless and woebegone, waiting for the next spasm. During one of these pauses, he was ambushed by sleep. Ralph, you've been making a noise again. Do be quiet, Ralph, because Ralph heaved among the leaves. He had reason to be thankful that his dream was broken, for the bus had been nearer and more distinct. Why? Because? Be quiet and listen. Ralph lay down carefully to the accompaniment of a long sigh from the leaves. Eric moaned something and then lay still. 
The darkness, save for the useless oblong of stars, was blanket thick. I can't hear anything. There's something moving outside. Ralph's head pricked. The sound of his blood drowned all else and then subsided. I still can't hear anything. Listen, listen for a long time. Quite clearly and emphatically, and only a yard or so away from the back of the shelter, a stick cracked. And that's where we'll leave it for tonight. Cool. All right, we'll continue this on tomorrow morning's show. Yes, we are sticking to 10 o'clock, so uh, <laughs> enjoy. Hey, thank you so much for popping by. Really appreciate it. Be sure and check out all our great sponsors, Blackout Coffee, NordVPN, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition. Get yourself some great deals over there and help to support the show. You can also do that absolutely for free by hitting that follow button and join us over on our Locals channel too. All right, enjoy the rest of your day, and I will see you tomorrow. Snort. <laughs> <laughs>